Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Vibrant Life Allies, the podcast that introduces you to all different kinds of life coaches, business coaches, and general wellness coaches, and teaches you how they can help you live more vibrantly. Today's episode is very special because I was able to interview an amazing young life coach that I have gotten to know as a friend and a colleague, Nikki Hugh. She is just so amazing, so vibrant and sweet and passionate. And, you know, I think that her story and the things that she's been through and and her transformation is just such an excellent testimony and resource for anyone else who has, you know, struggled with growing up in a situation where they felt like they were, you know, expected to perform to certain levels or in certain ways and just had that conception of, you know, expectations and having to rise to those expectations in order to be good enough. We all kind of have that, whether it's from our parents or, or something else where we develop in our minds these ideas of standards and expectations and what we should do and who we should be. And she shares, you know, her journey coming through that and finding who she was and how to live authentically and a life that you know fills her with joy and happiness so it's very beautiful you will definitely learn a lot from hearing you know what she's been through and how she became a coach and what she does so we talk about parents expectations standards that feeling of not good enough failure big one that we discuss is people pleasing so if that's something that you struggle with you definitely give this a listen. And then also, you know, living authentically, what that means, how that creates deeper connections in our lives and the differences between belonging versus fitting in. This is definitely an amazing episode. I learned a lot and it meant something to me and resonated with me. So I encourage you to listen as well. And I hope that you will find the same. And if it does resonate with you, you know, please reach out to Nikki. Working with her will be life-changing and just a great relationship. You'll have a, a friend and a support system for life, I think, working with her. And of course, as always, I'm here for you as well. You know, I help with anxiety and perfectionism and analysis paralysis, those kind of things. But today is about Nikki. Check it out. Follow her. Reach out to her if it resonates with you. And, you know, apply the things that she mentions today and just live more vibrantly. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Vibrant Life Allies. I'm your host, Lisa, the Life Coach. And today I'm very excited to have my good friend and fellow coach, Nikki Hugh, here with me. Nikki, why don't you introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. First off, I just want to thank Lisa for having me on this podcast. She's phenomenal. And um, (laughs) as you know, my name is Nikki. I want to give you a little bit about my background. So I'm Asian American and um, I am a life coach. I'm a serial entrepreneur. I'm, I would like to say like, I'm a lot of things, <laughs> yes. but honestly, deep down in my core, like I come from a very strict background. So, um, what I want to give to other people is something that I've been missing in my life, but I've discovered along the way, which is like the human connection, understanding and compassion and just a thirst for life instead of living automated day to day. And so this is why I'm so excited to be here to share this information with you. And yeah. (laughs) Wow. 
<laughs> that was quite the introduction there. You know, we, have, we were just talking about before we started the questions that I have for you that we've discussed. And now already I'm like, uh-oh, I see something. <laughs> Can you tell us more about, you, you know, what you mean by you grew up with, with a strict background? So some of you may or may not relate to this, but when you're like an Asian American culture, and I see this in other cultures as well, there's this need and drive to kind of perform well, because um, as a first generation um, Asian American, I feel like my parents have done so much for me, like they've worked so hard. And coming here and seeing them work so hard. Like I've been there, you know, I've been there while they were working 12 hour shifts or 14 hour shifts Mm. and taking me along with them while they established their family business and doing so, like I realized I need to put myself in this position to succeed because I want to show my parents like their efforts are not in vain. And when I say strict background, it's more like this, expectation for you to do well because we are in this land of opportunity so it's like take advantage of this opportunity so I've always put this pressure on myself I have to get good grades in school I have to get a great job you know I want to please my parents some way somehow and failure was not an option failure was seemed as like shameful so that's what I mean by strict background absolutely that I think that that is a common struggle and it's different and and maybe more so in in some cultures and i know for me i felt that way that my parents had especially my mother been very poor and so you know i heard the stories of of how poor they were and how much they struggled and all the the shifts and all the work that they had to do and the times where all they had to eat was bread and barbecue sauce and you know all those struggles and so i had that same thing that I had to to make something of their efforts I I had to make to be successful but not just to be successful but according to their their ideas of of what that looked like oh absolutely and I think you know when you bring up like watching them from where we started it was like eating cereal out of a cup literally in a mini fridge in a single room to like now seeing a successful business and positioning myself in the position where it's like so this is what their success looks like and what they portray on you, which is like, I don't want you to struggle through that. I want you to get a good education so you have a stable job so you don't have to um, do all of these things that we had to do just to make it in life, right? So I completely relate to you in that sense. Right. And, you know, that that's what it is, is, is they want so badly for us to avoid those struggles. But sometimes in our minds, we see it as, we're not good enough. Our efforts are not good enough, you know, and we're failing them. So there, there's a little bit of a, a mismatch there and it can lead to those, that struggle, those feelings of I'm not good enough or internal pressure to do more, do more, be better, be better. Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's something I struggled with a lot. <laughs> the I'm not good enough and whatever I'm doing right now is not ever going to be enough. So what I saw myself doing a lot was 
chasing things that didn't align with my vision, chasing things and doing things that I wasn't particularly happy about. I was just doing to please other people. And that's where my people pleasing tendencies came in. And that's where a lot of overwhelm and defeat and just um, low self-esteem came in because nothing was going the way it was supposed to be going supposed to be quote unquote right? right because what is life supposed to be really and this unrealistic idea of what happiness and what life was supposed to look like so that's why through personal development through uh struggling and and figuring myself out i realized like this is what i want to show other people that there is no one way street to complete happiness. There's no one way definition to what life is supposed to look like. And just putting yourself first and making yourself a priority, it actually serves the whole. Like this is what makes, your your family just wants you to be happy, right? They just want you to be happy, but it can be communicated in a way that's, that may not seem like what's best for you. Like, oh, I want you to go to college, but it's like, why do you want me to go to college and study a particular degree? There's no reasoning behind it until you dig a little bit deeper. And then you realize all they really want you to be is happy and not struggle in life. So if you can convey that and say like, hey, mom or dad, like this is what makes me happy. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me make my mistakes and figure life out for how I want it to be. And then you realize they're happy for you. You know, like they're. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I mean, here you could be having gone through all this and did all these things you thought they wanted. And now you're say an attorney because that was the thing that they, that they were like, Oh, oh a lawyer, that'll be successful. And you know, you're, you don't enjoy the work. It's stressful for you. And you're just grinding it out being an attorney and if you were to talk to them they would be like oh my gosh no (laughs) no it wasn't we didn't want you to be miserable we didn't want you to be a miserable attorney we wanted you to be happy and taken care of and we just that to us was a job that would do that (laughs) so you know we we try to people please and then we you know we don't really know the deep underlying reasons for those things and we were probably not doing what they even actually want because our loved ones don't want us to suffer and to struggle. I completely agree with you on that. And I've noticed now, like, that's what something I, and I share my personal stories because I know I relate so much to other people is recently I've had breakthroughs with my own family. I called my mom and it was completely different. You know, I used to put blame on other people. I used to blame other people for the situation that I was in and oh, I'm not where I want to be in life because you made me do that. Because you made me go to school for this particular thing because you made me. Mm. And then I realized that's completely incorrect. You know, you only put yourself in those situations because of of these false stories you tell yourself. Like nobody actually said you had to. It was a suggestion, right? And we put other people's opinions so far above ours. Like, oh, I have to do that. So I want to feel accepted. I want to feel like I'm upholding those expectations and breaking down the barriers and saying, don't put the bar so high up sometimes, you know? Right. And it could be the wrong bar. You know, again, we, we don't know what it is behind that, that they really wanted and without that communication. So I'm glad that, that you've 
you know, been able to work through that and open up that line of, of communication with your family. Because, you know, like I said, you could be doing this job that you hate. And so you're still struggling and unhappy. And that was that was their goal, right? That you not be unhappy and struggle. <laughs> Is that something very personal to you? Because you say like lawyer and attorney. Was that something that you went through as well? Yes. Well, particularly, I just always knew that they wanted me to have one of those standard jobs that's considered successful and has what they saw as a good income. So like a doctor or an attorney, something like, like that. My, my dad always had like a certain amount of money in his mind that was a good income. And those are positions that are around that. And then particularly I started working um, as a paralegal nine years ago. And so it still happens to this to this day, nine years later, they'll be like, you know, if, if you want to go back to school and be an attorney, we'll 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 help you. It, you can do that. And I'm like, I, I know I can do that, but I don't I don't want to do that. I work with them. I know the work that they do. And I, that's not that's not what I want to do. So, yeah, that that's why that's a, a good example for me, because I have always known that they would be happy if I was a doctor or an attorney. But interestingly, you know, I worked through that on my own, which was a good thing because, you know, I started my own business and I have my own business and my podcast. And so now I'll talk to my parents and I'll tell them all about it. And I'm like, oh, good. You know, I don't need it anymore, but I'm like, oh, good. They're going to be happy about this. And they, they have no idea like what it is. And they're so confused. They're like, okay, is that a good thing? <laughs> and what's a podcast? <laughs> and I'm glad that I'm at a point now that I can just laugh, right? Because it's like, I have everything you wanted. Like, I'm happy. I have things in my life that I see as success and I'm well taken care of and able to provide for myself. But they're just like, okay, what is that? <laughs> I love your story behind that because it's it's like, that's one thing I want to put out there is people uh, in a different generation, they don't understand like the things that are happening now. So not everyone's advice for you is good for you. Like, <laughs> yeah. and not everyone's advice to you is good for you in that aspect that a lot of things are changing. Exactly. And yeah, it's, it's a different, it's a different world than, than they grew up in and there's all kinds of different opportunities and, and things. So, um, that's again, like that open communication is important just so they know that you're taken care of, your needs are met and you're happy. And that's, that's what they generally, that's what they truly want. So I guess all this kind of ties into why you became a coach. Yes. Um, I became a coach because I've realized I actually went, I had emotional trauma coach and I have business coaches, you know, that have led me through. And I've realized that the two are interconnected through my emotional trauma coach. I realized that there was a lot of resentment. There was a lot of pain um, of these false stories that I've made up for myself that I've told myself that were so deeply hidden and it created blockages towards success and paths in life that I could have worked through. So for example, 
um, one of the main blocks for me was not being able to create meaningful relationships with other people. And that stemmed from my lack of worth, my own self-esteem. I, I felt like I wasn't good enough to be in that person's life. So whenever I had friends that I looked up to or like people that I looked up to, I would be so afraid to approach them. I would be so afraid to ask for help. I'd be so afraid to say like, hey, you know, I love what you're doing. Can we go out for coffee or can we just be friends? Because I felt like, oh, I didn't deserve to be their friend. I didn't deserve to be in that position in my job for like a leadership role. Things like that, I never pursued because wow. of those mm-hmm. conditioned ideas of I'm not where I want to be right now. And I'm probably not going to be where I want to be in a few years. So I have to keep working at it and not accepting and sharing that self-compassion of you're good enough where you are. Like everyone has room for improvement. We always have room for improvement. And those things stemmed from my own personal relationship, like with my family, where they said, I always experienced criticism. Oh, you got a B, you can always get an A, right? And it's like that positive reinforcement, like, oh, you can always get there. But when does that become toxic? When does that become like, overachieving, overstriving, when does that burn you out and you start seeing defeat? And so I said to myself, like these little things in life that I've worked through with my own coach is something that is so impactful to me, just feeling those emotions, just accepting like, yes, I've been telling myself all these horrible things when they weren't true in the beginning and realizing this big shift in life like everything was within me everything i had all the success that i wanted is within me so how can i share that with the world and that's when i got into coaching i want to share that with other people i want to show you how to change from that limited belief that belief that you're not good enough you're not confident enough to you have everything you need to succeed in life It's just figuring out where those pain points are, feeling it, acknowledging it, forgiving yourself for feeling that way, and moving forward. Wow. So good. That's so good. I mean, that's an amazing story, how you went from that that feeling of not good enough so that you couldn't connect and couldn't reach out to seeing that everything you wanted was, was already within you. That gave you the ability to reach out because you wanted to share that with other people. So uh, that's, that's an amazing turnaround. Thank you, Lisa. I celebrate now, like me being able to connect with you, me being able to connect with so many beautiful human beings, like doing life coaching, doing coaching in general to help other people move forward. Right. Absolutely. Uh, And that's one of the common things that I find out with a lot of life coaches that I connect with is that transformation in their own life usually through a coach that leads them to, you know, help others and do the same for, for others. So that's a huge transformation that you went through. Who is it particularly that you work with to, to bring these changes to? I mainly work with younger, like millennial um, ages, 20s to early 30s. And the reason for that, it's more personal to me. Like I've been through it. So I know exactly what you're going through nowadays. I connect well with women, but I do work with men. Right. So 
people in 20s to early 30s that are struggling with these false stories that are, you know, holding them back from success, from, you know, deeper connections and relationships and going after um, the things that they want in life. Yes. And I, I like kind of what you were talking about, not being where you wanted to be yet. So putting off those connections and things like that until you get there. That's such an interesting thought that many people have. And what is so, you know, painful and bad about that is that it's coming from inside. And so you never get there. There's always that judgment and that pressure. So you're putting off these connections, these dreams, these goals for this one day when I'm good enough or I've got this or I've got that. And those days never come, right? Or even if you reach that level of success, like you finally get that particular job or degree, then you're like, well, but I still don't have this or I still don't have that. And so the goalposts keep moving. And, you know, meanwhile, you're missing out on the the happiness, the connections with others and the goals and things that you actually want for your life. Absolutely. And you brought up a very good point is I, I see this a lot um, with people who are interested in personal development. And, you know, I get this a lot sometimes when they say, I just want to work through it in the beginning, and then I'll reach out to you for assistance towards the end. And towards the end is, you know, where is the end? And um, in the beginning, it's like, let's say, for example, you wanted to start losing weight, like, oh, I'm going to lose my first five pounds. And then I'm going to reach out to you to tone and sculpt and look beautiful. Right. And it's right. that it's the same analogy in life and personal development, where it's like, I want to get into the space mentally first, and then I'm going to um, go ahead and invest in personal development and in the coach to help me be 100% where we realize that 100%, you know, you're spending all this time and energy focusing in the beginning, trying to figure it out on your own. And then towards the end, when you actually, you're like, okay, now I'm ready. But where does that come in? Like, where do you start? Why are you waiting towards the end to invest in yourself when you can start investing yourself in the beginning and building that up as you go? and building those blocks, building a good foundation to start yourself off so that you can help yourself through the rest of the journey because we're not going to reach 100, but starting off on a good foot, that's what, that's what's important. Right. And, and that's, it's another way that we have those blockages in our mind. Like when, when I get this, when I get that, when I'm ready and those things are so vague and they shift and they move and you don't get there, you know, you know, I'll reach out to that coach once I get this far along, but then that moves or you don't get there, you know, because you have those blocks that the coach would help you work through. (laughs) And so, I mean, that's just our brain. We, we don't like change because your brain's like, Hey, you're, you're safe. You're alive. That's the goal. Let's not change anything. (laughs) So any kind of change, even if, for us, it's like, this would be better. And, you know, I would feel better. I would, you know, enjoy my life more. The The brain is just like, well, but that's different. And you could get eaten by a tiger over there. 
let's stay here. <laughs> like your happiness is not really something that it's concerned with. <laughs> so those thought patterns, they're so ingrained in us that, you know, they're going to keep you from, from reaching out for help. And so if, if that's something that you consider, you should question that and be like, why am I waiting? What do I need to be ready for? I want this change. I want this growth, whatever it might be. This person can help me get there. Let, why not do that? Why not start now? Yes. Yep. Why not now? If not now, when? Because now is all you have. All those, when I get this, when I get that, that's all in the future. We don't know when that will occur, if that will occur, right? All we have is right now. So if you want to live and love your life right now, take action towards that goal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thought without action is only a thought. So taking action is the most important part in reaching a goal. Absolutely. It's a process of getting the thoughts right and taking the action. But sometimes the action, you know, is what gives you the ability to change the thoughts. And so you have to, you have to take that first step and, and put some momentum behind it. So that, that's a lot of things that obviously you help people with. So what are, you know, what is like the common, what would you call these, these common issues or obstacles that, that you help your clients with? Um, one of the most common things is helping clients discover who they really are being true to yourself uh, because oftentimes when you are in people-pleasing tendencies and your whole life is focused on other people, you kind of forget like what you want. So um, I help people discover what's most important to them, establish like a set of values. We'll take a personality test to analyze uh, what are the common things that show up in life and what makes you happy so that when you are pursuing a goal and when you start looking for more clarity and for purpose, uh, if you want a better job or if you want to develop better relationship habits and boundaries, do those align with your values? Do those um, cater to your personal needs? And those are some of the things that is a common spectrum, like the, the basic, the foundation that I help establish. Right. And it's so important to discover who you are and what you want. And a lot of people that seems very, you know, philosophical perhaps to them. But, you know, when you're in that people pleasing mode, many times you don't know, like you don't stop to ask yourself, what do I really want? You know, what makes me happy? What are my core values here? And those are all super important questions to actually showing up in the things that you do decide to do with other people and, and doing your best and, and putting the real you out there. If you don't have that other stuff, you're just trying to people please, like we talked about earlier, and you don't even really know their motives or their what it is they want for you. And you're trying to go off these ideas that you have in your head, like, oh, I have to do this to make my parents happy. And that's it's a story that might, it's not even true. You don't w know what those people really want. And if you were able to dig into it, it would probably be for you to be happy, not for you to be miserable, burnout, exhausted, stressed, trying to do things that you think are going to make them happy. Absolutely. And when you say like 
focusing on yourself first is the main thing to create the life that you desire. And that's the message that like, I always tell everybody, be authentic. And when you say like, Nikki, what is authenticity? And authenticity is something that aligns with you. That's why creating the foundation is so important because then everything you do, you ask yourself, does this align with my core values? Does this align with, with me and will it make me happier? So let's say, for example, you want to go out with, or your friend asks you like, hey, do you want to um, go with me on this adventure? And I used to say, yes, 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 I want to go, I want to go. But in reality, it's, oh, you know, I'm tired. How do I tell them that I'm tired, right? So how do I say, oh, no, I don't want to go. I'm scared of them uh, rejecting me. I'm scared of them not being my friend anymore. But then one of the main values now is self-care, like is not being burnt out, not being overwhelmed. And now I can just say, oh, I'm sorry, I can't join you now. And I'd love to go another time, right? So wanting to create meaningful relationships was another value. And putting myself first and then saying like, oh, I I still want to join you, but another time, it satisfies both of those needs. That's a perfect example. And, you know, we, we think that if we go, that's what they want. But if they, you know, truly knew and, and had time to think about that we're exhausted, that we needed a break, and, you know, that we were going to be suffering or struggling through the trip because we had so, so much other stuff going on or that we needed a break and not really there and enjoying it as much as they are, as much as they want us to, then they, you know, they would be like, you know, I don't want that let's do this another time, right? Or maybe someone else can go with me this time and we can do something another time when you are excited and rested and going to be there. And like you said, that's a deeper, that's a deeper connection. You're able to communicate your feelings and then you're able to have that event and that experience with them at a time that works best for both of you. And you can really show up and be there. Show up and be present too and enjoy the moment instead of, feeling overwhelmed and feeling tired and not, and then feeling like, oh, well, I missed out because I was half asleep. Right. Struggling through it. I'm tired. I I don't want to be here. You're not enjoying yourself. That's definitely not what the the purpose of the the trip would have been. (laughs) Exactly. So yeah, that's, that's very important to live authentically because it, it decreases the anxiety and the stress and allows those deeper connections with others that are based on mutual trust and vulnerability and not based on trying to people please trying to make them happy and receive that validation back that oh i've i've made them happy i've done what i should that kind of relationship instead you have you know that open communication and connection with who you really are And one of the most important things that um, people start to realize is when you are authentic, when you're being you, you draw other people who are attracted to you. So the perfect people will start coming into your life. People who align with your vision. You know, if you're a little bit weird, go ahead and be a little bit weird. Like if you like, for me, like I love, I used to love anime and all these like 
cutesy. I still do. I love stuffed animals. Like I'm a 24 year old woman and I love stuffed animals. Right. But I start <laughs> connecting with people who, who like those things. They like stuffed animals. They like having deep conversations or maybe like if you're a gamer, show up in the world. Like, yes, I'm a gamer. Like be proud about who you are and put yourself out there and you'll start to see like people who align with you, people who value you for who you are they'll start coming into your life and that's how you start really living instead of putting the shell around you, pretending to fit in into the crowd and living life so like scared. Oh my God, what would people think? What if I disappoint them? It's like, no, you being yourself, other people love that. Other people draw into that and they're like, be more you because that's that's what brings communities together. Like the difference is what brings so much variety and joy and and different perspectives into it all right and like you said, that's a better relationship when you're attracting those people who like for their own reasons but they like those things about you that are just you instead of a relationship where you're constantly trying to figure out what the other person might like or might want in order you know to to be happy and to stay in the relationship you know now you're not being yourself, you're not happy, and you're trying to make someone else happy with this version of you that you think will make them happy. So you're always on, always performing almost. Instead, you can be yourself and live authentically and attract those people that they like those things about you. And you know now you're not having to put on this performance. You can just be yourself. And that changes your relationships and your life and that anxiety and stress significantly. (laughs) That anxiety and stress goes out the window, Lisa. It really does. (laughs) Absolutely. Yeah. When, or you're not creating the situation in your mind where it's like, I have to be this and this and this and this to, to keep this person in my life, to have, to be accepted, to fit in. Like you said, I, um, I read daring greatly by Brene Brown and you know, she talked about that in, in there, the difference between fitting in and belonging. You know, what we really want is to belong. And that's that group of people where you connect, like they, you are yourself and they're attracted to those things about you. Whereas fitting in, you change things in order to fit into the group. So you fit in, but you don't feel like you belong because you're, you're changing things, you're doing things to fit in. Whereas the belonging is when you found that group where you fit because you belong. You, you already are, you know, the things that connect those people. Absolutely. And it's full acceptance. Like even if you, if you do a little bit something different, they realize like that's part of you and they'll accept you as you are. And the same goes for like unconditional love with your family. It's, it's hard, but I've realized for myself and I've helped other people realize that no matter what you do, if you feel like a burden, that's completely untrue. Like they love you for who you are, you know? Right. <laughs> and exactly. remember we had that conversation one time about the baby and yes. about, oh my God, tell that story, please. It's fantastic. <laughs> oh gosh. What if I don't tell it right? Um, no, I'm kidding. Yeah. So I had told you and cause I had been talking with a client about, you know, our value and we think it's something that we have to, to prove or to earn and so I, I use the example, like, think about that a baby, like when they're first born, they 
they're just, you know, almost like just a little blob, <laughs> right? They can't feed themselves. They can't take care of themselves. They can't use the bathroom or walk, you know, all that. It's just a mess. They're just this little blob. And yet they have value. Like you're sitting there holding that baby and you would give your life for them. Right. And so that's, that is the value of human, of a human life. Like you don't have to earn or achieve or do anything. You, you have value in that moment when you're born. And, you know, it's because the parent's not sitting there looking at like, oh, here's my tiny doctor. Here's my lawyer. <laughs> so much value. They're going to become a lawyer and take care of me. Right. There's, there's none of that. It's just here's a life and it has value just as it is. And, you know, and that, and like you said, that's, that's how your relationships are. You, you have value. You don't have to earn it or prove it or earn that person's validation or approval. You can just show up as who you are, your unique combination of characteristics and the people, the right people will see that and they will love you for that. Even the flaws that you, which we all do have them, they're human, right? But a lot of them are just perceived that we don't even actually have. So you, that value is just there. And when you realize that, then you're able to be yourself and, and connect with other people, you know, on that real level and not where you have to try and create some value. Absolutely. It's not superficial. Exactly. We, we think it creates value. Like, what can we do for this person? How can we do this? What should we do to make them happy? And it's so often that, you know, people will do something for someone and then they'll realize that the person didn't even, they're like, they didn't appreciate it. They just, they didn't say anything. They came back and asked for something else. And, you know, it's like, because it's their thoughts and feelings that make them happy. Like <laughs> you can do everything for them, everything they want. And they might have moments of happiness or be like, Oh yeah, I got what I want, but it's not going to, it's not going to change their lives and their actual level of happiness or how they perceive you. Absolutely. And I tell, you know, I tell my um, people around me all the time because I, I love, like if you watch my Instagram, I love being vulnerable. I love sharing personal stories. And people have reached out to me and said, I watch your stuff and I really relate. And just those small words mean so much to me. I don't want gifts like I don't want any of that and just saying words of affirmation or uh, creating a comfortable space to be vulnerable those things those things are are what people like the way you make people feel those things are what takes like they take with them throughout their life not like oh you know I remember Nikki she had a pair of three thousand dollar earrings like those materialistic goods and stuff like that people don't remember that People right. remember you for you being you, you showing up for them and you sharing yourself and spreading the love, spreading the joy and making them feel good. Like those are the things that people remember. Right. The actual genuine connections are what they're going to remember the most about you. So what is it then, speaking of that, like being vulnerable and having people reach out to you and and helping them. What is it that those people who are listening can start doing, you know, right now on their own to work on being authentic and discovering themselves and, you know, having these better connections? Oh, I love this question. I love this. So what I like to advise people is 
take some time. Um, it could be five to 10 minutes to sit down and really write out what you're feeling that day and what you see yourself. We tend to be so out of our minds, like doing things that we forget to sit down and think about ourselves and the thoughts that come up for us. And it's really important that you write it down because writing it out creates thought. It creates like you have to sit there and you have to feel the, the emotions and say like, why am I writing this down? Right. And then you'll start asking yourself these questions. So that's number one is take time to sit down every day and just journal about um, your day, about uh, what you want out of life, about what makes you happy. And it could be a different prompt every day, but taking the time to sit down and write. Number two would be if you feel scared or if you don't know who you are, what you like to do, is to start experimenting. And this is, you know, a lot of people tell me it's scary. Like, Nikki, I don't, I don't want to go out and do that because I've never done it and I'm scared to fail. And one of the things I say is there's no such thing as failure. It's just a lesson learned or it's just, right. you know, it's a learning experience. So, <laughs> so if you want to, you know, like, oh, I don't know if I like sports, go out and try it, you know, go, go, if you have to go out by yourself and kick a ball around and see like, oh, do you, do you enjoy that? Or if you want to try painting and see if you have an artistic side, buy some crayons, buy some paint and just go for it. And, (laughs) and lastly is learning self-compassion and lowering the bar. So for people pleasers and for perfectionists, like we have this high standard of achievement and expectation set. Um, What I like to do is I tell people to just take a step back and instead of putting the bar so high, like I want to be at level 100, set a small goal for yourself for the very next day. Like I want to, let's say for example, I want to go to the gym and lose a certain amount of weight, right? Let's not start thinking about, okay, I have to do these workouts. I have to do all of these things. Let's just say my goal tomorrow is to just drive to the gym and you can sit outside the gym if you need to, right? Let's right. just drive to the gym. And then the next day you can say, let's drive to the gym and let's walk inside and let's walk to the treadmill or let's walk to some of the weights. And it's those small little steps that helps you overcome this paralysis of like, I, I don't think I'm good enough to achieve it. And how, oh my God, how am I even going to reach those goals is setting those small goals and then celebrating like, hell yeah, I walked into the gym and I stepped on a treadmill. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right, exactly. And you know, what's funny is that those perfectionists, they hear something like that, like lowering the bar and they're just like, no, 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 no. I, I have to have standards. But nothing's getting done, right? If you're having a, what some people refer to as a perfectionist fantasy, where you're like, yeah, I can lose 20 pounds this year. I can do that. No problem. And then you say, okay, well, what if you lose four pounds this month? And then they're like, uh, no, no, can't, I can't do that right now. Right? That, that's not going to work for me. You know, so that's that perfectionist thinking like you have this bar where you're like, well, I'm going to lose 20 pounds this year. I'm going to do this or that. But when you start breaking it down into those little pieces, it's like, well, but no, I can't do that right now. You know, 
So then nothing's getting done. It's not even necessarily that the bar is, is lower. You know, it's just nothing is nothing. nothing. Right. <laughs> like, well, I don't want, I don't want a four pound goal. What's, what's that? It's four more pounds than nothing. <laughs> yes. Like if you want to get to 20, you have to reach the four, four pound mark. And that, and that happens a lot. Like with, with entrepreneurs too, it, it's like, you know, I want to, I'm going to start a new business. I'm going to make a hundred K this year. But then if you say, okay, well, what can you do? Can you make 5k this month? Then it's like, well, no, I can't do that. <laughs> so, you know, when you have these, the, the big goals are, they're good to have, but if, if it's just like a, a fantasy, you know, it's like, oh, I'm going to do this and that's it. Then it, you know, it's just a fantasy. It's not really something that's going to happen. If it's a little bit like, oh gosh, I can do this, but I feel maybe a little sick right now, <laughs> a little scared, a little nervous, then that's, that's more of an indicator that, that you have an actual goal and a plan that you're about, to, that you're putting into action. Right. And it's about getting, you know, actually moving and getting something done instead of having this perfect ideal that you're just actually planning and dreaming and thinking about that you're not going to take any action steps towards. That's exactly it. Like, and I celebrate when people tell me like, oh, I went out and I did this today. I'm like, hell yeah, you did. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's amazing because it's the little things that start creating momentum to change. Like everybody wants to change, but then nobody wants to do the work for it. But when you start doing the little things and you start celebrating the small little steps, it becomes easier each time. And then you start realizing, oh, I really like that. And I really feel t- in tune with that. And then you, that's when life happens. That's when like things start to become fun again. Like things are no longer scary anymore. So right. <laughs> yeah, those little, like, the celebrating what we think of as little wins is, is huge because it's that builds huge. the confidence and to keep going, to keep trying and get to the, the big goals that we have. So yeah, those are excellent action steps. That, that anyone can start today, you know, journaling is always important. Like you said, you know, what did you feel that day? What do you want? What really makes you happy? And like you said, writing those things down, it slows your mind down and it gets you out of your head and you can actually see, you know, what's going on and what you're thinking. And that's extremely valuable to, you know, addressing and finding those self-limiting beliefs and then experimenting, getting out there, enjoying yourself, finding what you like to do amazing advice. I love that. And then, you know, working on having compassion for yourself and setting the smaller achievable goals. Those are excellent. If that's all someone did today was go out and start doing those things or even one of them, that's going to make big changes in their lives. So I appreciate you sharing that with us. It's my pleasure, Lisa. So what is it that like, how do clients reach out to you? And what is your offer, your package, or, or what do you have going on right now for your client? Yes. Um, so I am active on Instagram. You can follow me at, at Nikki.hu and um, I put out valuable content on there. So you can feel free to DM me, connect with me through there. I am coming out with a self-help summit where I interview 21 experts 
to help you break out of those expectations, find more freedom in life, and step into your power. Like, feel good about being you. Feel good about being authentic. And that is coming、uh, September twenty first. The link is in my Instagram, but I'll provide that for you. It's www. thepowerlabel.com, and after the summit, I will be sending out emails to people who want to work one-on-one. I'm developing a group coaching style as well, so keep an eye out for that. I'm super excited, but don't hesitate to reach out to me if you need assistance. Now,、uh, I am available through Instagram. I'll link my email as well, and I'll give Lisa all that information. <laughs> yes, we'll have all that. That'll be down in the show notes. For anyone you know who's listening and has you know resonated and connected with what Nikki has said today, and I I know I know that there are people out there、um, who have I I connected with a lot of it, and Nikki is amazing. She's got the personal experience, and you know she is just <laughs> so vibrant, and 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 you can just hear her passion for helping you. So I encourage you, if anything has has spoken to you today, to Contact her, reach out on her Instagram, and you know, get started today. Don't you don't have to put it off any longer. If you know, if you're feeling, if you're struggling with who you are, what you want, what makes you happy, or meeting expectations, or the idea that you're just not good enough, then you can start working on that with Nikki and change your life, see your value, and start living authentically and developing those deeper connections and doing things that you love and make you happy. So. I'm excited for for that, <laughs> for you to connect with Nikki about that, and then also very excited about this summit coming out. So everyone should check that out. I'm 21 experts. That's a amazing value that you're putting out there for everyone, Nikki. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you for having me, and I'm so excited to share with you. It's completely free. If I could, I'd give all of you like a hug because this this is amazing. Like. Lisa is amazing for for hosting this and sharing all this valuable information with you guys. And you guys have so much value, so much potential within you. Like if you can see what I can see, right? And that's what I want to leave you with: is if you can see what I can see within you, and you you can start today. So feel free to reach out to me. I'm super like I love connecting with people. I love doing all of that. Don't hesitate to just say hi. Like I've listened to this podcast, I just wanted to say hi. Girl, do that or boy, I don't know. <laughs> Go ahead and do that. Like reach out to me. I love that stuff. So I can't wait to help you guys on your journey. And if you connected with any of this, please let me know. Like I'd love to help. <laughs> Absolutely, yeah. Just and just yeah. Feel free to just reach out and make that connection with Nikki because she's. Absolutely great, and a very authentic and genuine person. And so, just maybe if you're even not ready to, to hire a coach, you can still reach out and make that connection and have that resource in in your life and follow along with her and you know get that value and start seeing those things you know about yourself. And it can lead to beautiful things for you and just a connection with a beautiful person because Nikki's pretty awesome. So. So glad to bring this to everyone today, and just thank you again, Nikki, for being here. Thank you, Lisa.